Hello, Supercoach fans. Welcome to NRL Supercoach Draftcast. You've probably noticed already there's a slight change in what you'd normally expect when you click on to our link. Unfortunately, our fearless leader, Corey, can't be with us this week. So the co-pilot, myself, Mitch, M1 Mitch, uh, Mr. Three Grand Finals, Zero Premierships, is in the driver's seat tonight. And we're blessed to have a special co-host with us, none other than the street goat himself, Lee Hamilton. Lee, how are you, mate? Hello, mate. Yeah, good. Hello, Australia. Good to be back again in the in the chair. Yeah, pumped to bring you all the up-to-date news on NRL Supercoach, how it affects your team going forward. Um, as usual, you can catch us on our Facebook page at NRL Supercoach Draftcast. We usually like to get receive our messages there. So uh, we're on SoundCloud and we're on uh, iTunes Podcasts. So please like and subscribe to our show so that... Not only we get the listens, but we also get the subscribers. It's big for us in getting up the order. So if you like what we do, please jump on board. Please feel free to fire us in some questions. There's going to be some cool stuff coming at you tonight regarding a bit of viewer feedback. So strap in, hold on. Let's see if I can drive this shit. I want to start tonight with actually something spicy and a little bit left field. I want to ask you, Lee, when is a trade officially a trade Mm. and I want to know from our viewers too when is a trade officially a trade so let me paint you a picture Friday night our friendship group which is made up a lot of our FMC Supercoach League members met up at a local watering hole to watch the 6pm game which was the Panthers and the Raiders Mm. and the most disrespected member in the league Tom Foley was there as to be expected (laughs) Uh, spruiking trades, and he actually got me on the hook this time. Mm. So I was there. You were there, yep. Yep. And Corey was also there. I don't think he was present for what I'm about to mention, but another uh, another member, Doug, was there. Um, Basically, how it went down was Tom owns Viliami Kickout, and he also owns Corey Harawiranera. He's been spruiking Harawiranera for a little while looking for a back. As bait, he and I have discussed trading Curtis Scott previously. I threw out, I said, okay, okay, I'll give you Curtis Scott for Corey Howard an hour. Mm. As a throwaway line. And he looked at me as if to think I was jerking his chain. So he said, are you serious? He goes, I want you to shake on it. Mm. So we locked eyes and we shook our hands and we said, and he said to me, mm. you've got a deal. Right. Okay. No less than 10 minutes later does Viliami kick out, get injured. And it seems quite bad, and we're going to go into the injury soon. It's not as bad as one's first thought, mm. but immediately he started to weasel out of the trade. And when I put it to him this week in our friendly mates crew, general chat, he said to me, no, I'm reneging. I want to know, was, yeah, where does that sit with you? It was, it was quite disrespectful too, the way he uh, reneged on it. There was no... Uh, like. Uh, you know, offer of compensation or anything like that. It was just a flat out no. I've got a super coach team to run, so I thought it was pretty disrespectful. Uh, you would have noticed I went into bat for you there too. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's Tom Foley, really. He doesn't have the best reputation, so I'm not surprised to be honest. No, for a guy that cries poor about mm. how hard done he by he is in this yeah. league and that no yeah. one respects him in that no one trades with him everyone asks for too much mm. and that his team never gets any luck i think for a guy that sets those standards and then you know 
does the exact same thing himself. Yeah. I want to put it to the viewers. If I get a positive reaction that Tom Foley is, in fact, a dog, I think we're going to ban him from the Supercoach League <laughs> next year. So I think we're looking for about 75% that he was in the wrong and he'll be banned from the FMC Supercoach League next year. So, uh, Supercoach Draftcast fans, I put it to you now. The fate is with the jury. You are the jurors. Will Tom Foley be allowed in our league next year? Mm. Only time will tell. Moving on. Let me give you a little recap on the M1 story of the week. I had a full-strength team again to an extent. Um, A couple of guys backing up from Origin and a couple of guys sitting out, but that's all right. I thought my team turned up. I was just beaten by a better team. Mm. You're looking looking good early. Yeah, I was looking good early. Uh, Actually... I was slow on the first couple of nights, and then I had a really good middle stint, which right. is usually Friday, Saturday, yeah. and then Sunday I got overtaken by a bit of Cameron Munster, who has got Mong strength in him, and busted the line and just took it away from me, but mm-hmm. no disrespect to my opponent, Doug, he just had a better game than me, scored high eights, I scored high sevens, mm-hmm. I'm not disappointed, my score was in the top five, and that's always uh, pleasant. Mm. I'm going to ask you for a little rundown on your team, uh, but yeah. I want you to save it yeah. for the end. Yeah. The reason being, you played your arch nemesis in the league, Bobo, <laughs> and at the end, we're going to go into one of my favorite segments that we haven't done for a little while, which is biggest blow-ups. And I want you to paint the picture of where your relationship and how this yeah. story led to this weekend's game, yeah. and then the results. Yeah. Okay. Um, for viewers wondering, the Tara J-Norts uh, scored piss poor, really, but Corey mm. would tell you that we, that was planned. Um, you know, there's a justification for everything with that guy, but he won, he beat up on the retard of the league. His brother, yeah. He beat up on his own brother yeah. who, you know, couldn't punch his way out of a paper bag at the moment. Yep, so, correct. but a win's a win and he's sitting pretty in the league. I'm not sure he's first, but he's definitely right up there. I haven't caught up on it. Mm. Um, he scored high 600. So mm. I think the problem for Corey at the moment is he's got a lot of injuries. I think he's actually running 12 this week. He's carrying a lot of guys in the hope that they're going to pick his team up in the finals. Mm-hmm. He's still minus a half back and he's holding on hope for Mitchell Pearce. Um, David Nofaluma being out. He's just had a big, big, big dose of reality dropped on him with Reese Martin being absolutely dropped from the Bulldogs team, who was just a little wave of scrap doing wonders for him for a while. So uh, I think there's a bit of a litmus test coming up for the Tara J Knights in the coming rounds. Your thoughts, Lee? Uh, yeah, I think they are. They're, they're running a few injuries at the moment. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But yeah, it was a pretty disappointing score on the weekend. Yeah, uh, nice. I would have beaten him. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, so yeah. I mean, is that why he's not here tonight? Is he trying to avoid actually the, the talking yeah. point? I don't know. Hashtag SOS Corey Payne MH370. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TJN370. Yeah. Nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So there you go, fans. There's the wrap up. We're we're a league that doesn't play buy rounds, so we've been a bit quiet lately because there's not a hell of a lot to talk about during this period with Origin being so disruptive, but. We thought this week there's a few injuries and stuff, so we're going to try and hit you with a bit of stuff for the run home. Recap on round 14. Was it 14 of the NRL? Top scorers, as usual, we're going to go through, we're going to raise our bats to those in the Centurion Club. Firstly, Ryan, affectionately known as Ryan Pui James in the FMC League. 139, his average is now 61. Lee, what are your thoughts on Ryan James? Where's this been? Uh, don't know, really, because I don't watch the Titans closely. Um, I don't have Ryan James 
Um, I have looked at his uh, last five rounds, though. I was on uh, Classic today looking at um, getting rid of kick out and trading up to someone. And um, Ryan James sort of hovers around the 50 to 60 mark. Um, yeah. His two games before the weekend, though, were a bit quiet for him. So, uh, I mean, who did they play? Who did the Titans? They played someone. Yeah. South? Yeah, right. He scored, he scored, obviously, two tries for them. Yeah, so he finally got the dummy half pass, which right. was his go-to last yeah, year. Yeah. The, the Pete's to Ryan James' right, dummy half right. crash over came through for him. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, he's good for, you know, two or three of these games a year, you know. He always... I think he's good for this game whenever he wants to. I just think the problem for Ryan James is he's not mentally committed to the task enough. Yeah, and that could be the way, I mean, that could be because of the way the Titans are going, you know, they're yeah. so up and down, and I guess, you, know, you never know what you're going to get with the Titans, whether they're going to show up, or... And when you add in, like, a Jai Arrow to that pack, I guess a bit of his work, his general base work from last year's mm-hmm. probably gone down, Kevin Proctor's been there a long time now, yeah. Jared Wallace is a heavy worker, so... Yeah, do we know what Posse, did he, was he prop, or He's, was that... He is playing like, prop, yeah. That was prop, yeah, yeah. right, okay. Yeah, right. So, like, that's pretty solid, you know. Like, he would have played, what, 50 minutes too? So, yeah, 60, yeah. I think. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, moving on. Cameron Smith, the NRL's GOAT, mm. 106. Mm. A guy that typically gets up to play the Broncos. Broncos yeah, um, he's moved his adri- average, excuse me, to 66, and it's certainly on the upward trend, his last two scores having been centuries. Mm. Um, Corey, our fearless leader, actually has t- said that Cameron Smith is passes used by date and will average under 70 so Mm. the goat has a habit of proving people wrong and Cameron Smith is pushing his average to within four Mm. of that magic number and I think the whole origin retirement and the storm commitment might be Corey's undoing here yeah who are you backing oh I can forgive Corey because Corey did throw that prediction out pre his news about retiring from origin so I mean I can forgive Corey for that so I mean you've got Cameron Smith here who hasn't played Origin, who's beaten up on the Bronco. And I mean, I didn't, I wasn't watching his stats closely, but I'm assuming a lot of those points came late when they just sort of ran away with the game in the end. Yeah, yeah. that could be fair. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm certainly not writing Cameron Smith off. Um, I The last time I was on this show, I asked both of you, would you still be captaining Cam Smith at the moment? Both of you said no. I said he'd be my VC. VC. Okay, yeah. right. So, uh, okay, so if we talk about him now, where does your position sit? I think I still sit on the VC thing. I think that right. everyone, smart draft player, will, won't commit to a guy at right. all anymore, really. Right. right. I don't think... That there's not one player in the league, other than maybe Damien Cook post-origin or pre-origin, mm. that you'd say, I'm not going to try and VC someone prior to selling the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think with Cameron Smith and the Melbourne Storm, they're starting to click a bit in attack as well. I mean, they were slow starting against the Broncos, but uh, Cameron Smith, it's sort of like when he energizes himself in a game, he starts to carry them on his own back. Yeah. 123 last round prior against the Cowboys in a masterful display. Mm. I just think the bells are starting to, to, to ring for Cameron Smith. I think he's mm. in for a big end to the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'll be riding him in uh, Classic. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually going to captain him this week too. Wow. Um, I'm going to captain him. Who are they playing? 
they're playing the Knights, ah, I think. Yeah, I see. So, Fair enough. You know, yeah. Okay, David Fussy Fussatua, 105. Now, we usually skip straight past the Fuss, Davey F-U double sign, dollar sign Fusatua. <laughs> right. Uh, but he's had a big year. That edge for the Warriors has been very successful. And when they light up, Sean Johnson back to what seems full fitness. Yeah. David Fusatua comes straight back into high point scoring contention. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, you and I have both owned Fusatua the last two or three years. So, yep. you know, we know what he's capable of. Um, this week, it just happened to be against me too, so I was quite disappointed. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's capable of big scores like this. And if he's scoring big, then, you know... Shawnee Jay is obviously scoring big too, along with yeah. it. Yeah, so. I think Sean Jay had a, had a 90s score. Right. It's um, interesting to look at that back line, though, because, I don't know, I mean, you know, Hiku's got some points in him, but yeah. Carter, like, I feel like Carter's... Carter and Marmolo, that other edge is, is yeah, starving. Just, They're hungry. They are, yeah. um, so it's usually RTS, Shawnee Jay, and, mm. and the Hiku yeah. tour edge that's getting all the yummy this year. Yeah. Um, Davy Fuss had an awful year last year, didn't he? I think because he was floating, he was either... Named at centre, played at wing. Yeah. That stupid stuff centre that coaches wing. do. Um, yeah, he was getting stuffed around there. So, um, yeah, anyway. Anyway, good on you, David Fusatua and Fusatua owners. Mm. All right, the last one. The great man himself, the mm. G-Train, Paul Gallen, mm. 121 of the best. Mm. Now, let me break it down for you. 70 in base stats. 17 in a try, wow. 20 in creation, wow. 16 in evade. So if you want to take away his try and creation statistics, he still scores 86 in what is a very big vintage Paul Gallon performance. Mm. His average is low. It's, he's bumped it up to 56, but you're his owner. You're the GOAT. Yeah. You tell me, yeah. what's the feels on Paul Gallon? I threw it out to the group during the week. I said, you know, it's a sad week for the GOATs. Uh, when, you know, your number one and your number two draft pick don't get a look in for the captain or the vice-captain spot. So, of course, I didn't captain Gal or VC him. What does he do? He goes out, he puts 121 on and makes me look like a fool. So, I mean, it's good signs. It's good to see, you know, and how many minutes did he play? He played 60. 60. Oh, six, yeah. just 60? Just 60. Okay, right. All right, cool. Two seconds. Sorry, that. 69 minutes. I thought, yeah. I 69, thought 69 minutes. Yeah, cool. Okay, so that's good. So certainly his biggest minutes of the year, week before, 62 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Good to see. Um, yeah, that's yeah pleasing for me. I'm going to probably yeah, look at him again for captaincy, I think, now. I think I've been, in the last couple of rounds we've played, I think I've been trying to just look for those big boom scores, and you yeah. know, whereas now I think I just want to Time settle to start on, playing on a 60, 70 kind yeah. of score as a captain. So, Fair. Uh, All right. Yeah, but interesting, you know, whether Aaron Woods ends up signing with Cronulla yes. now. and That's one thing that I want has. to talk about later is okay. team movements and yeah. how yeah. it's going to affect your guys. But yeah. we can go into that now. Yeah. Aaron Woods signs with the Sharks. Yeah. Another, you know, 50-minute middle forward. Andrew Fafita is a big minute forward. Mm. Paul Gallen is typically a big minute forward. Mm. Who loses out in the Sharks rotation mm. if Aaron Woods immediately goes to the Dogs other than immediately Matt Pryor? Which of the other big guys gets minutes taken away from him? Um, I think I, I think it could be Gal. I mean, 
I just don't know. I yeah, it's it's hard to predict at the moment. I actually want to counter that. I don't believe so. Yeah, I think the Sharks probably fancy themselves as an outside chance at a premiership here. They've been going under the radar. Yeah. Um, Matt Pryor is a forty-minute prop. You go to Aaron Woods, who's a fifty-minute prop. Yeah. I think Fafita probably loses some minutes in this shuffle. Yeah. Uh, I think Fafita comes off earlier. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's the way I see it going. Yeah. I think Gal in his last year, I, I believe this is his last year. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, you know, doesn't deserve the disrespect of being having his minutes cut. Mm. So, uh, very interesting though. And we're going to go into a few more of the guys from the Bulldogs and, and how that will shake out and how it affects other players. It probably has bigger ramifications for Moses and Bai. Mm. Um, but just to finish on Gal, Paul Gallinone's Having a look at the stats, and as always, we get most of our general statistics from www.nrlsupercoachstats.com. Paul Gallen is uptrending in minutes quite significantly. So he started the year 45, 56, 57, 71, 13, and that was when he got injured. Four-week injury layoff. And then we've got 50, sorry, 53, 57, 62, and 69. So to me... That shows a general upswing in minutes as the big guy comes back to full fitness. So that is somewhat heartwarming for Paul Gallinos. If you're a little bit disheartened by his current 56-point average, I think that you can probably push Gal on those kind of minutes to a 60-point minimum, 65-point average player week-to-week option. Yeah, hopefully. Cool? Yeah. All right. All right. So rather than do a big wrap-up of the week... um, we want our viewers to let us know whether you are playing buy rounds and ask us individual questions because this is going to have to be really tailored to the kind of league that you've got, who's on your waivers, um, how to play your week to week because obviously you've got four bench spots. There's going to be guys you're willing to let go of and you've just got to get as many players on the park as you can if you are playing buy weeks, if, if you're chasing points. If you're not chasing points, my advice is to hold your team, ride this rough period out and let it sing on the way home. So... What I thought we'd do tonight, Lee, mm. well, especially considering this round we had some significant injuries, is firstly address those yeah. and then talk about some sleeping injuries and whether they're available on the waiver for some of our devoted listeners. Yeah, okay. So, as I mentioned in my absolute shafting story, Viliami Kikau, originally feared as an MCL, he has been downgraded to a round 17, 18 return with a lesser injury mm. for me kick hours a hold even though he's coming off the bench the guy is just a freak yeah. I have no qualms holding the guy what are your thoughts he's a definite hold in draft for sure yeah. um, I think you know if you're looking at classic maybe not I think it's time to sell him in classic he's made his money Yeah. he is coming up off the bench again, yeah, um, and you just don't know how that's going to play out. So, and the risk factor with a knee injury, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in draft, absolutely must must, must hold. have hold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you've got him, stash him away. Yeah, definitely. Okay, second one, and this one's going to hurt you because it drives home. Yeah, Apisai Corusau, mm. he is basically done for the conceivable Supercoach season, 10-week injury that takes us to round 25, 26. Most teams will play their grand final in round 25. To me, that says Api Corusau is out for the season, which means you've got to cut the guy loose. Your thoughts on that, firstly? I'm going to hang on to him. Yeah, I'm going to hang on to him. Uh, It's been diagnosed as, what, 8 to 10 weeks, so I'm kind of hanging on to the 8-week side of that. Um, yep. it is a, Holding on to hope when there is, is nothing else. It is a foot else. injury, yeah. Um, 
So I'm just going to hold on to him. I need to. Um, I said to you earlier in the week, I said, I'm just going to keep him there because he can be my dedicated VC loop if I need him. So That's smart. Uh, and I'm going to run, I've got, um, what, three or four injuries at the moment, so I'm just going to run my bench points for him. Yep. Um, and I'm going to keep him there and just see how it plays out. At the moment, we've got nothing on our waiver in terms of hooking options. Yep. Um, it's very, 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 very scarce. scarce. Yeah, so that's where I'm at with it. I'm going to hang on to him. Okay. Um, so you've heard it from the goat's mouth, but what I do want to talk about with the Coruscant injury is I think we've got a self-diagnosed pretty serious league. I think we've got 10 guys that really understand the system. So mm-hmm. identifying hooker early as, as a weak spot, a lot of guys have hookers stashed on the bench. Um, what I want to talk to you about is potential replacements for Apicide Coruscant for other listeners and for other leagues. So thinking about it, I picked up Jake Granville a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, not sure if he's available in other leagues. He probably isn't by this stage, uh, but he seems to be at least a 45-point player. And then if he can somehow spark his attack like he did on the weekend, he boosts up into the 60s. Um, I noticed that my initial, you know, cumrag hooker, Michael Leisha, got named again on the weekend. So, Mickey Leash. Let's talk about Mickey Leisha. Yes. What are your thoughts on Michael Leisha as a, as a replacement? If someone hasn't picked him up in your league, listeners, he's back in the Bulldogs. I think he's pretty well set there. I think uh, Dean Pay has probably realized that he needs a genuine hooker. Who's out injured? So, Foran's injured. Right, so that's But Marshall right. King was playing a okay, hooker. Yeah. But his service was pretty rank. Yeah. So, you can probably forgive... Leisha on the weekend because I yeah. think there was a HIA in there. Yeah, uh, so 53 he, minutes for 38 points. Right, okay. He's a guy that's playing for his spot in that team. Um, I, I, I want to count it and say I think he's playing for his career. Well, yeah. Career, spot in his team. He yeah. is. He needs to start delivering. Um, yeah, I'd pick him up. I'd have a look yeah. at him. Um, I wasn't game enough to pick him up this week. Um, I wouldn't have got him either. Tom picked him up. And then dropped him and bugged everyone around as usual. Yeah, so... So, I guess with Michael Leisha, you're never going to pick him up thinking, this guy's going to go and attack me 100 points, but at least he's going to, you know, he tackles his bum off. He rarely misses some. So, on a good, typical Michael Leisha week, you're looking at probably 45, 50 points and tackles. Yeah. So, legitimate option. Yeah. Another guy who I'm going to bring off... My second list, which is stash and hold injuries, is Josh Hodgson, who has been named this week. Mm. If he's available, I'm getting him every day of the week, Mm -hmm. Uh, even though I'm going to have to ride out a couple of weeks of shared minutes with Saliba Havili. Mm -hmm. I just think he's going to be worked back to full fitness, but I think that with Canberra, a genuine shot at making finals, Mm. I think that there's too much upside and too much potential for a good point scoring hooker in this guy mm. and that you need to go and grab him. Your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and anytime you hear Sticky speak, he always puts emphasis on how they're missing Hodgson and how big he is for that yep. team. So, um, you know, you see, you've seen it in previous years. He's, you know, he's attacking, he's solid. Um, Does a lot of tackles. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just solid. You will, yeah, as you said, you're going to have to get past the shared minutes. 
Yeah. Um, and he's coming back, what, six months from an ACL? It's one of the earliest ACL yeah, recoveries ever. So, I mean, see how he goes. He's definitely worth a look in for sure. Um, um, I just wanted to mention there, I don't think, I think Saliba Havili's done enough that I don't think he ever gets removed from the team this year. Uh, I think he's shown that he's got a bit of attack in him and he'll be asked to play a really explosive role. So I think that yeah. you can best you can hope for from Josh Hodges is probably 55, 60 minutes for this yeah. year. Yeah. But if he can play his best game, yeah. he's certainly you know probably much bigger upside to a Michael Leisha. Why don't you just throw Havili in a prop? Like, he's yeah. built like a prop. He's built like a prop. I don't know brick. how he goes running. I haven't watched him play. See this year. <laughs> built like a brick shit house. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, other fringe options, Elijah Taylor, who is a 2RF hooker, who will give you 50 tackles a game. I don't know if any leagues would have him floating on a waiver no, wire, though. I don't I think, think so. People no. would probably be playing him as a yeah. second role. But if he's you're, dual position, yeah. too, and he's got a history of scoring well, so yeah. he would have been picked up. If you've got off. lucky enough to have him, then good yeah. on you. Robbie Farah, though. No. No, please. Are you sure? What? Mate, you watch him? He played well, but he's straight back to 18th man this week. I know, but I, I'm saying, like, if something happens to Cook over the origin period, yeah. he's got to be a look-in for those weeks. Big time, yeah. yeah. So, and you he's know, a week-to-week option yeah, for you, yeah. yeah, hell yeah hell if you yeah. can If you can stash him on the bench even just to play those couple of weeks where Cook will not play, yeah. I guess the problem with origin, too, is it's, it's a Sunday game, so it's True. a typical week. Period. Yeah. But I'd, I'd say that if Seabold was smart, he'll probably rest him the week after. Not entirely sure, though. Or Farrah will share the minutes. Yeah. Um, Next week. But Farrah was very, very good against, um, you know, the week yeah. that he filled in. Yeah. Next um, week, the Rabbitohs have got the Cowboys. Wow, that's a big game. They'll be very attacking. Damien yeah. Cook had a blinder against the Cowboys, mm. actually, up in Townsville mm. early in the year. And then the following week... After Origin, the Rabbitohs are on a bye. So, yeah. so the Robbie Farrow factor probably yeah. only comes in to Origin 3. Yeah. The last one I want to talk about is probably um, the Sharks hooking role. Jaden Braley is probably the only other one I'd look at before I start looking at taking bench points for an injured Coruscant. Braley's the kind of kid that's scoring high, like 38s to 45s, and he does have a little bit of attack in him, basically because... Chad Townsend isn't the biggest attacker either. He has the ability to attack. Uh, problem for the sh- at the Sharks though is they're so heavily forward dominated that he doesn't get a look into that very often, and he's always going to be sharing minutes with Seguiaro. But if you want to lock away forty points at hooker, then pick up Jaden Braley. Mm. Thoughts? Uh, not a big Braley fan. Just. Yeah, never really. He's a bit, bit part. Yeah. But like I say, if you want to lock in 40 points rather than ride the risk of your bench true, points, true. he's probably the way I am looking there. Mm. I wanted to get your opinion. Do you know anything about the new Manly Hooker? I do not know anything about the new Manly Hooker, but can you read to me the Manly bench, please? Uh, this week, the bench is Matty Wright at 14, Brad Parker 15, Sean Lane 16. Yeah. And Hanilia Pasika. Pasika, so he'll play a bit of hooker too. Yeah. So, um, look, he's certainly worth having a look at. Mm. Um, I think the problem at Manly is there's a culture problem again, and I think it's a pretty hard team to come into and stamp your mark. Yeah. Coruscant was so good because he was a genuine leader of that team. I'd put him on par, you know, very close to Cherry Evans. Yeah. 
Um, so he could get around the bullshit that's going on at Manly, but I, I'm going to say early prediction yeah. is not going to be worth okay. a shade of shit. Interesting to note, Lewis Brown not named. Oh, Lewis Brown's had his day, I think. I think yeah. he's just a club man, a guy that you get around training. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, moving on. Jordan Rapana. Done the hamstring, big injury to me. He's cooked to me. You, If you had him, you paid it too big a price for someone that's gone well and truly off the boil. To me, I'd feel ripped off. What do you think about the Jordan Rapana injury? Yeah, upsetting, really. Um, just hasn't had a big impact this year. Um, so, yeah, I'd be getting rid of him. I think all the teams did their homework on the Leilua Rapana edge, and it's just been shut down well. Yeah. Um, is there any... Center wings that you think could be on the fringes that you would potentially try and plug that hole with, though? Because I know, you know, Rapana had such a reputation that no one would have dropped him. You would have played him weekly in the hope for that explosion. So who are the... I mean, the the best part this year is there's a lot of wingers coming online. Mm-hmm. And the most likely in, in some of the, you know, more attacking and, and better performing teams. Yeah. So is there any wingers that you, or center wing, CTW... Designated players that you could recommend to our followers that might be able to plug that hole for Rapana. I haven't really dabbled a lot in picking up fresh CTWs this year. I've had pretty sturdy um, a selection of core guys on my team. But having said that, last week I picked up George Jennings. Georgie G. Uh, and he went and put on 79 um, with the return of the Hain plane. So I'm yep. pretty happy with that. Are you going to hold George Jennings? I will, um, just while Dugan's out at least. Yeah. Um, and I need to see how George Tafua um, goes because the last the three games he's been back, George Tafua's done nothing. So. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'd be looking at George Jennings as, if he's available. Um, so there's then, one name for you. Yeah. Can I throw out a name? Yeah. Young Campbell Graham for the Rabbitohs. He's a guy I picked up in Classic personally as a cash cow, and it's really worked out for me. Uh, He's gone from 207,000 up to 303 over four games, and his scores have considerably increased uh, as he's gone up. So he started with a 66, then he went to a 37 down to a 22. Now he's gone back to 39, 43, and 52 with no try his base stats are starting to come up to 30s. Mm. Um, he's a tall, lanky guy. They're looking to him for attacking, sort of try-scoring kicks, yeah. sort of like the Kyle Felt thing, but you know, less experienced, obviously. But yeah. he's a guy on the fringe that if he's available, I'm looking at as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, saw a little bit of him a couple of weeks ago. He took that um, try. Yeah, in the air, jumping yeah, over one of the Bulldogs. Yep. Yeah. Christian Crichton at the Panthers. No, no, no don't I'm like. Done with, done with Crichton. I've got him in classic. I'm re- ready to get rid of him. He's ruined you. I'm getting rid of Crichton because he's just not making me money, and I'm bringing in who I'm calling the cat. Who? Anari Tua. Yeah. Here we go. The, cat, so, the cat's out. The cat is out of the bag. The cat's out. Anari Tuala. Tell yeah. us a little bit about Anari Tuala. Well, I mean, Jazzy O'Neill's been dropped this week. Yeah, um, can't say I didn't see that coming, um, but I like what I see. He's, he's had a good couple of games. Definitely, um, I think he's locked a spot down in yeah. an underperforming team. Yeah, um, he'll have Kyle Felt on his outside, I believe, and Kyle Felt is doing really well. 
Um, Kyle Phelps going great. I actually traded for him a couple of weeks ago, yeah, and he yeah. is killing it for yeah. me. So um, even though the Cowboys aren't having much success, they're having success down that edge. That edge, yep. Uh, so he's someone I'd be looking out for um, if he's available, and yep. I'm, I'm pretty sure he will. I'd be say the reason see. that he, that edge has become successful is I think most teams are geared to expecting Cohen has to try and bully a half. Mm-hmm. And the ball's actually going to the center and to Kyle Felt now. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we're seeing success there. So, snapshot on Anari Tuala. He's played four games. Uh, started off on the bench with scores of 28 and 25 mm-hmm. for 47 and 42 minutes. However, in his last two weeks, he has scored tries for a 67 and 65 return. But the most impressive part of this is his base stats of 38 and 36. You would take that every day of the week. Yeah. For especially a new center wing that's building into confidence. Yeah. So I'm going to give he's that young. one to you, the goat. He's young too. The cat mm. is out mm. of the bag. Mm. Is he available in our league or is he on the waiver? Uh, I believe he's available. Yeah. Jeez. I believe well, it's going to be an absolute so, scramble fest I for mean, him. I mean, you can count on Dan Davis picking him up first thing tomorrow morning once this podcast gets released. <laughs> 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 you know he listens to the goat. <laughs> Uh, okay, is there any other center wings we want to bring into discussion here, or are we pretty happy with that? I think that's probably a pretty, you know, there's three fairly decent guys. Uh, like fringe waiver guys, nah, nothing I can think of. Okay, um, moving on. Yeah. Jesse Bromwich has done his hamstring again. Three weeks, another one that you own. Tell us about Jesse Bromwich. Yeah, disappointing really. Um Disappointing. He came back and um, yeah, did the hammy. So I'm going to hang on to him. Um, yep. I think I saw it's like a three or four week looking yep. injury. I'm looking at round 18, 19. with forwards, FRF, 2RF options at the moment. So uh, he's the leader of that pack. I'm Very gonna much hold, so. I'm going to hold on to him when he's you know at full health. He's good for a 50, 55, maybe the odd 60. So yeah, I. I, I... I guess my concern now for Jesse Bromwich is this is this a recurrence of and the second injury this year. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I have question marks over his general health and how he'll see out the year. Mm. I can see why you'd hold on to him though, because I did notice pre the the initial injury yeah. that he'd certainly taken a step up in his performance. Like yeah. he actually is trying to aggressively lead that pack again. He looks good in that. Um, yeah. But the injury is something that concerns me. So. Mm. I'd probably hold him. I agree with that. Yeah. First uh, injury was a knee. And sort of hope that Melbourne's fighting for something yeah. coming late in the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when he's when he's healthy, he's straight back in yeah. number eight. Oh, know, absolutely. Straight I mean, back into you're never 50, concerned about whether minute. he's in the team. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, but yeah, I'm going to hold on to him. Okay. But yeah, disappointing to see him injured again. Um, short-term coverage for Jesse Bromwich. I'm looking at Tim Glasby. He had a big game on the weekend for the Storm anyway, playing lock. Yeah. Um, and I think he slots into the front row for this three weeks. So there's a guy I'm looking at. If you have any sort of front row cover you're looking for, I think Tim Glasby is a solid pickup. Mm. Um, I've personally been running Joe Fangawi the last couple of weeks. And while he's not going to get the big minutes while Josh Maguire is back, I still think he's probably worth holding on to because he's getting fair amount of game time and scoring mid-40s. Um, Melbourne obviously slowed the game down, so last weekend score of 42 doesn't really reflect that, but I think in a faster game, he bumps that back up to 45 to 50. Mm-hmm. And when you're hunting a front rower at this stage of the year, 
I'm going to tell you, 45 to 50 is a pretty good score that you'd take yeah. You know, if you're relying on waiver scraps. Yeah, um, there's not a lot else I can think of at the moment. Watching to see if Aaron Woods leaves the Bulldogs and who would slot in that place. I can tell you Aiden Tolman's been named on the bench this week. Mm-hmm. Potentially a guy that's sitting on your waiver after an early season injury and, and they're discarding by a, you know, a lesser credential player mm-hmm. in your league. So Aiden Tolman's a guy I'm looking at. Renoff Tolmoga. Uh, have a look at the Bulldogs, see what happens with Aaron Woods. There's potential there for a big minute front rower. David Clemeronas, we're smiling because we just know that just means more minutes <laughs> for the big guy. Yep. Um, okay, so on that note, we have mentioned a few guys that have had long-term injuries and that are potentially sitting on the waiver wire. And we just wanted to refresh our viewers and remind them that these guys will be back prior to finals or in and around finals. And we're just going to quickly go through and sort of see whether they could add value. The first one I've got is Mitchell Pierce, who is due for a return between rounds 18 and 21. Nothing is confirmed. Um, If you're really struggling for halfback, I'd personally probably grab him, but I don't think he was going great guns pre-injury. You owned him. You tell us, tell the viewers what to do about Mitchell Pierce. Uh, interesting one. I think he's worth a look for sure. Um, I'm skeptical. I dropped him. As soon as he did his pack, I dropped him straight away. Uh, that was because I had Maloney and Reynolds, so I could afford to drop him. I'm skeptical to see whether he comes back before round 20. Um, but certainly if you've got him in at finals, um, yeah, you're going to play him, I think. Yeah. Um, he, he, he did start off the year scoring 40s. Um, but then sort of ramped it up, um, and then I think he finished on yeah like an eighty score when he did his peck because he did yep. his peck in the last five minutes or whatever. But um, yeah, he's definitely worth a look for sure if you're lacking. Uh, if you drafted Brody Croft at number three, <laughs> round three, sorry, he's definitely <laughs> worth a look. Like, what have you got to lose? Absolutely. Um, how does it affect a Connor Watson owner? I'm sorry to tell you, Connor Watson owners, it probably brings the big fella's stats down. I know he came back from injury and had a couple of boom weeks. I think even his stats have been a bit quieter of late. Mm. Um, but I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page with Mitchell Pierce. I think the Knights are a team that can provide nuisance factor to absolutely anyone. And with Mitchell Pierce leading the ship, he's certainly worth having a look at. Mm. Junior Paulo, Canberra, due back round 18. Had a great start to the year before he started to taper off a bit. Um, I'm going to talk on this one because one of the players in our league dropped him on the weekend and I've been fortunate enough to pick him up in the hope that he comes good. Obviously, I'm short a front rower and Junior Paulo has a good pedigree as a front rower and especially at Canberra, if they get on a roll, he's certainly got a a lot of evade on top of his base stats. So I obviously think I picked him up for a reason. I think Mm. it's a good reason. Um, so players listening, there's an option. If someone discarded Junior Paulo after his injury, is he available? Are you looking for a front row option long-term for the run home? Lee? Um, yeah, he's a good pickup. You, you mentioned Julie Paulo to me. I saw him there. I let you have it. Thank you, mate. (laughs) I thought you might actually... When I saw the waiver continually refresh, I thought, I bet you Lee's put his waiver in Well, for him too. and you could assume that too with Jesse Bromwich going down, but I don't know. Um, You're stocked for front rowers, though. Yeah, yeah. I thought you had a no-prop policy, though. Um, I do, yeah. but I guess this year it's a bit different. Yeah, um, yeah. 
with the cutting down on dual position to, uh, second rowers to front rowers. Mm. I picked up Clemmer without realising he's actually designated as a second rower. Um, so that's like the ultimate sin running a prop at second row, but Clemmer's the exception, the only exception to that rule. Yeah. I'm hunting a front rower, looking at Junior Paulo's stats. He's a big, big body and he gets a lot of bus, tackle bus. Yeah. So hopefully he's fit. Hopefully he's not affected by his injury and he goes well for me. So draft cast fans, listeners, there's a guy that's potentially sitting on your waiver. Yeah. A guy I want to make quick mention of, Matt Gillette. I don't think he'd be sitting on many waivers. He's due back around 16 to 18, but that's very conjective. Uh, sorry, subjective. Um, I don't think anyone would have dropped Matchelet. I think anyone would hold him for the, the hope after his season last year, but would yeah. you grab him if he was available? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who Do you think he... Nicarima can feed him, though? Question. I mean, Ben Hunt was feeding him last year. <laughs> can Nicarima feed him the freedom that Ben Hunt did last year? Yeah, I don't know about being Fed, but I think the time off will have done him good. I think it, you know, that would have yeah. helped rest the body. No origin, you know, so he's probably got a little bit of just coming back and just wanting to carve up. And the Broncos on the fringe of the eight. Mentality. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Big push so, on the way home. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm skeptical on this one too when he's going to come back because, yeah, the injury was so severe. So. Yeah, neck's a hard one. Yeah. So, uh, and Glenn. You know, they're looking sturdy. But and, obviously, and yeah, does he play 82 is the mm, question. Yeah. Interesting. Um, interesting one, but yeah, definitely worth the risk if he's sitting on your waiver wire. The next one I've got is Dylan Walker. He's out for six weeks. He's due back round 18 as well uh, with the eye socket issue because he deservedly got fed a punch to the eye for being a dickhead. Mm. I'm going to say no, I wouldn't pick up Dylan Walker. And the reason is, like I highlighted before, I think Manly has a culture crisis and I just don't think Dylan Walker fits anywhere. Yeah. I've heard rumours consistently he wants out, he wants to go back to South or he's potentially going overseas. Tell us, you're the original D-Walks, you unearthed D-Walks. Yeah. I mean, if you pick him up now, you don't have that risk of him being slotted in at 5'8", because they've got Hodkinson there now. So he will True. be just playing at centre. Correct. He's worth a look for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. There's something up there at Manly. There's a culture problem. Trent Barrett. Yeah, Who knows? Wouldn't be surprised if he, he goes before the end of the season. I don't see him being any more special than the Cat, Anari Tuala, Campbell Graham, mm. or Georgie Jennings. Anything yeah. that we've mentioned, I just don't think that at the moment, the way he's playing, the way his confidence and attitude looks, I just don't think that, you know, he had something to prove last year. Yeah, Manly had something to prove with Trent yeah. Barrett as the coach. Yeah, yeah, that's gone. Look, I, I'll say this: he's worth a pickup off the waiver, but I wouldn't be trading for him. Week to week, bait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've covered Josh Hodgson. He's back this week. No brainer. He's potential trade bait if it comes off. You'd have to monitor him over three to four weeks, though. Uh, yeah. And the last one I want to throw out there is: I noticed Sandor Earl is playing this week. For the Sunshine Coast Falcons, every bit of news we've got from Melbourne about Sandor Earl is how professional, how positive, how committed he's been to his rehabilitation. Mm. I get the feeling Sandor Earl is first cab off the rank if fit at Melbourne. Okay, interesting. So, um, I mean, it's not really a question because he's not playing yet, but I just wanted to tuck that one away for the listeners so they know mm. that he's back. Yep. Keep him in mind. Yep. If you see someone go down, you know, 
Tournament payer, you have to remember, will be finished after this game. Curtis Scott is back from suspension next week. Chambers is also back. Mm-hmm. They'll have to cover Chambers and Addo Card during Origin. Mm-hmm. Does Sandor Royal get a look? I don't know, but I'm just letting you all know that he's back. Thank you, Mr. QRL. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. I want to just touch on a couple of things. Usually during this time of year, we're talking about big winners and guys taking big minutes. There's been two guys I've noticed that have been that have copped the hard dick up the ass with no lube. <laughs> First one being Reese Martin in a Bulldogs team that can't afford to lose a minimum pay player like him. Um, he's been dropped from the team completely, and he was a gun. Mm. And if you didn't have him already, like, well, you're already too late because he's been dropped now. But will he potentially get a look into Varon Woods' leaves? You'd have to think so. I don't know. Is him being dropped is this disciplinary? I don't know. Um, but you'd have to think he'll be named in the next couple of weeks, surely. If Aaron Woods Again. goes, he has to make it back to that team, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because they're running at the moment. They're running on their bench. Clay Priest, Carrot Holland, Ugh. Renoff. I hate a winger Tomoga, on the bench. And Aiden Tolman. So they're lacking in big boppers. On the bench. I, I just think he's all of a sudden become super coach irrelevant though. I think they've gone back to Adam Elliott at 13. Josh Jackson owns one of the second row spots. So does Raymond Faitala Mariner. Clemmer will start at prop if um, Woods leaves. He's been coming off the bench. Mm. You add Tolman back into the mix. All of a sudden, Tolman's the other starting prop if, if Woods is gone. He's got a saviour job to do at Canterbury now. Yeah. Um, Renov Tolomogo's been carving up a New South Wales Cup. He's a guy that you go to. Um, Clay Priest is your other, you know, middle guy. I don't know. I mean, Dean Pay, there's no wonder why he's probably going to be out of a job next year. He's carrying Carrot Holland as a winger on the bench. Yeah. But even if he plays, I just don't... I think he's lost that impact as a big minute 13. Mm. So if Woods goes, it's either going to be Reese Martin. I'm just looking at the, the reserves that they've named. Uh, they've named uh, Remy Smith, Reese Martin, Greg Eastwood. Does he come back? Like, I don't know where. Yeah, like, the Walrus. I mean, be, are they looking that for that kind dark. of experience? That'd yeah, definitely. Back. Um, so, I yeah, if you if you owned Reese Martin, if you got on him in the last couple of weeks, um, he's a hold for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I'd want to have another look at him. Yeah, yep. All sure. right, you're gonna hold on to him. Yep. The other guy is Sean Lane who we highlighted on DraftCast as a big winner. Mm. All of a sudden, he's lost his spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, to Frank Winterstein. I mean, that's just the ultimate... Yeah. Yeah, big time. Frank Winterstein is an average footballer. Mm. I don't know what he offers. Maybe maybe Trent Barrett's looking for a bit more of a aggressive, you know, mid-game inclusion from Sean Lane. Yeah. Uh, and he's just asking Frank Wienstein to hold down an edge defensively, but... He is known. Sean Lane is known. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yep. Apologies. We uh, cannot edit that out, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, Sean Lane is known for his potency off the bench, uh, in particular with Supercoach, how quickly he scores his points yep. per minute. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the thinking is around it. If I own Sean Lane, then I'd be pretty disappointed. Yeah, it's yeah. just a bit of a kick to the guts. And yeah. it happens to be to our 10th place and absolute no-hoper of the year, Geordie Payne, mm-hmm. who owns him. So, yeah. Yeah. hard one to take. Another another one that he uh, suffered as well was uh, Mickey Chi Cam. 
because uh, oh. I was jealous of him picking up Mickey, Mickey Chi Fan. And he's been dropped he's been this week. He's too. This yeah, like, so yeah. I think Ivan wasn't unhappy with the discipline. Michael Sheekham had all the promise in the world. We certainly talked him up. Yeah. Um, I think Ivan's creating a bit of competition for those spots. Mickey Cheekham, I honestly don't know where to sit. I think he probably ends up back on the bench towards the end of the year. Robbie Rocco is an experienced guy. I think he wants to go back to winning games. So I think that's why Robbie Rocco has been asked back in. Yeah. Um, oh, Cheekham actually just got dropped altogether. He got dropped altogether, yeah. yeah. Right, right, I think right, it was, right. a, you know, he got sent off. Right. Um, right. So yeah, interesting one. Mm. Okay. I think that's a good enough wrap of where the league stands. We're trying to give you a few guys to look at. We're trying to dissect why they're no longer in the game. If you have any specific questions, as always, feel free to hit us up. Um, let's do a little quick rundown on the week ahead, what we see coming. We're not going to, we're not going to, you know, dwell on it too long. Yeah. Thursday night, we've got the Eels and the Rabbitohs. What do you see? Mm, it should be a good game, I reckon. I think, I don't know. I think the Eels have put up a good, Fight, you know, I think it'd be an attacking game, yeah. Zed. I actually think the Eels will win this game. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, yeah, I don't hate that. Manu Mo's there. Nathan mm. Brown looks to be back to full fitness. Mm, yeah. Jared Hayne had a blinder on the weekend. Mm. I, think Nathan Brown, I think he played 80 on the weekend. Uh, he did not play 80, didn't he? He played 70 something. Wow, I mean, yeah. I'd be pretty happy as a Nathan Brown owner. Nice. He ran for 223 meters. Uh, nice. I sort of needed that from him. No, no, he played 80. He played 80, he there played you go. 80, yeah. Sweet. Well, I hope he continues to play 80. Wow. Um, okay. for, I mean, we just named the usual the usual suspects. Manu Ma'u is going to be, you know, mm. they'll make a lot of the battle of, of Ma'u versus Angus Crichton. That'll be a cracker. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Brown, Sam Burgess, Corey Norman, Adam Reynolds, mm. Gutherson and Cody Walker, Jared Hayne and Dane Gagai and Greg Inglis and Michael yeah. Jennings. I mean... There's a lot to be said about this game. Usual suspects for me. Looking forward to it from a general football perspective. Yeah. Um, and there's certainly some early VC options there. Big time, yeah. Next game, Friday night, we have the Cowboys versus the Warriors. It's being played in Townsville, or as I like to call it, Mount Isa by the Sea. Yeah. Michael Morgan stays at fullback. The Cat, Inari Tuala's in the centres. Tamari Yucky Martin stays at 5'8". I mean... The Cowboys, uh, as expected, other than the fact that Justin O'Neill's finally been dropped and Ethan Lowe stays out again. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, Roger Tuovasa-Shek's been named. Yeah. They're pretty much 1-17 to again. Yeah. Simon Mannering is still on the bench. Mm. How do you see this one going? Uh, wow, okay. Um, I would, yeah, I mean, Warriors for me. Yeah, yep. I'd be looking at VCing Shawnee J um, on, yep. on a dry track. Get a know? bit of room up the middle of that Cowboys yeah, rock. Yeah, Cowboys, you know. I think the, the Cowboys can score down. points too. Yeah, but the confidence is down. Big time. Yeah. Well, I think the Cowboys can score points in this game though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to come through the way they've been doing it all year. I think yeah. Kyle Felt and the Cat and Ari Tuala. Yeah. I th- you know, I've been saying Jonathan Thurston's going to bounce for a while, but I'm actually not sure anymore. Yeah. I do, however, think Tamalolo and Hess uh, yeah. will have big games. Yeah, the usual guys. Uh, yep. Interesting to note, Matt Scott had a big game last week. Scored a try, got himself with a new oh, run list. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yep. I saw his score. So 71, was a, yeah. yeah so, so on base stats, he's pretty pooey uh, still. okay, right. Yeah. Okay. For the Warriors, yeah, we. Just, I mean, Sean Johnson, RTS. If it's a dry track, 
strap in. I really hope the Warriors turn up for that one, and I hope it's a good game of football. Yeah. Second game on Friday night is the Roosters and the Panthers. Should be another great game of football. The Roosters mm. have all their Origin guys back. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Panthers are missing Viliami Kikau. Isaiah Yo returns to twelve. Mm. Um, where do you see this one going? I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, I think it'll be a great sure. game. For sure, yeah. Close game. Uh, I think Roosters will win only just. Um, in Supercoach world, I don't know who's going to go big here, really. Um, I actually I think, think Cooper Cronk will bounce this week. I just dropped him. Um, so yeah. he's on our waiver. Yeah. I think he'll have one of his Cooper Cronk weeks. Mm. I kind of favour the Roosters in this one. I just think that they like, you know, it's probably a game they'll get up for. Mm. But I see points on both sides. Um, yeah. I think James Maloney I think I think at least one of the halves in both teams will have a big game I'm leaning towards Maloney and Cronk the experienced ones in a big game yeah. um, I, I like Peachy and Latrell Mitchell I like Ferguson and Tupo to out jump Crichton and Tyrone Phillips yeah. I, I'm not sure about Tedesco uh, the forward packs are a bit bit part for me mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I think it's big points in the backs and maybe one of the halves yeah, I probably got them wrong but I'll be interested to revisit it. Yeah, I reckon Fergo. Yeah. Score a double. Yeah, sweet. I'll take it. <laughs> Bulldogs, Titans, Saturday afternoon. Uh, this is a really interesting <laughs> one. So I'm pretty sure Moses Mbai could be at the Tigers and Woods could be gone too. That's the mail. I mean, yeah. it's starting to get a bit late in the week. Yeah, wow. Well, but that is the mail. Yeah, I mean, I won't be clearing the schedule to uh, watch this game. Absolute it's, shitter. It's pretty uh, uninspiring on paper, but uh, yeah, huge if that is true. Like, huge yep. if Woods goes and Empire. Like, wow. Two like, of their best players. Yeah, I think the Titans will win that, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I like the Titans. Titans. Yeah. Can I just say, Brenko Lee has moved into centre. I don't know how long that's been going on for. It's probably been going for a while, actually. I think he yeah, is now three or four games back. Yeah, right. Yeah. I noticed that his defense has got no better on the weekend. He just oh, got, he got ran around he got a couple smoked. of times. Um, he int- got smoked. Interesting, Keegan Hipgrave uh, retained his second row spot um, <laughs> after being Sinbin twice. But yeah. Will Matthews has returned, and he was formally holding that position. Yeah. He returns on the bench. Uh, with Moaki Fotuaka, who has been going great, uh, Morgan Boyle. So there's a couple of sneaky guys there with the Max King injury who'll have to play big minutes in the middle or plug the gap for the Titans. Um, I think Ash Taylor has a field day here. I think the Don Train probably has one of his non-13 weeks and scores, you know, 60, 70, 80. Yeah. Um, for the Bulldogs, John Olive's a handy guy. He did play for the Titans. Is there a revenge factor? I'm not sure. Mm. I do like Moses Zembai if he stays. Yeah. Uh, and I certainly like um, Clemmer, Fitala Mariner, mm. you know, the usual forwards for the Bulldogs doing the damage. I think it'd be an open game. Yeah. Um, I, I'm keeping an eye on Bmos just because yeah, he scored, he scored um, a few tries in the last four or five weeks. So I'm keeping an eye on him. Um, but yeah, see how that goes. I, it'll be a high scoring game, surely. Tuck you know, that even, in your back pocket. Even with how poor the dogs are in attack, yep. you know, you've got to look at how shit the Titans are in defence. So Is Beamoz on your waiver? Keep him in mind. I agree. I think his form started to come good. I've had him yeah. in my classic team all year. He's finally starting to make up his money. Yeah. Okay, quickly moving on to the Dragons and the Seagulls. I think the Dragons win this one in a canter. They have no injury concerns. 
I think they'll roll through, and I think Gareth Widdop bounces back to a hundred plus. Yeah. Um, I think it could be Timmy Lafay's week this week rather than you and Aiken. Mm. I'm hoping so anyway. Yeah. Matt Dufty, usual suspects. Dragons to win. If you got skin in the Dragons game, stay on the Dragons. Yeah. Um, I'm looking. I've got Dufty and Sims in this game. I'll be looking for big scores. Well, you'll be hoping it's it's the Sims Lafay edge that gets hungry again. Yes. Uh, and, and considering the game that Tarek had on the weekend too. Oh mate, uh, he's been unreal. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. You know. Manly, I don't have much to say about Manly. I think they're becoming a pretty poor football team, to be honest. They are. They're the team now I look at each week, and I just go, I pray I have players versing Manly. Manly, yep. Because they're just in all sorts. Here we go. Cue the song. It's Saturday night, Sharks and Broncos. Should be a good game. I think it'll be a low score, though. Yeah. Um, Sharks, what are they? Are they a bunny team? No, we get the wood on the Sharks. The Broncos... Play well against the Sharks. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, yep. right. Um, I want to say quickly that the forwards, like both sides, especially the Gals, the Andrew Feeders, it'll be a quick game and forwards to make a lot of metres. Mm. Yeah, um, not sure how this is going to pan out, really. Um, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I just have that feeling. I think both teams will be looking at defending well. Yeah. Uh, so I'm probably going to go yeah, a low-scoring game. I'm obviously hoping the Broncos get up. Oh, I think the Broncos I will get they up. Will bounce back. You know, Sharks are notoriously bad at home, or they were last year. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. The Broncos just get the edge. Okay. Knights, Storm. <sighs> wow. Where do you see it? Yeah. Uh, I think. I think the Knights can offer some nuisance factor. Yeah. Interesting to note the Knights are $3.80. I'd love I mean, to see what I the line is there. Money, I wouldn't throw money on them, but if you look at that matchup last year, you know. I mean, uh, Glasby, Asafa Solomona, Felice Cafusi, Ryan Hoffman, Kenny Bromwich as the starting forward pack with Jerome Hughes, Joe Stimson, Christian Welsh, and Brandon Smith to relieve them. Yeah. I give the Knights a chance if they come out fired up. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Curtis Scott is back this week. There you go. Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, I will be looking at, in this game, Sione Matautia. He's been on fire of late. He's had some good few weeks, yeah. So he's someone I'll be keeping an eye on. Um, I think, though, obviously Storm will be too good, I think. I think Addo Carr gets a double. Herman SASA's rolled gold. He's good, yeah. Uh, I think Lachlan Fitzgibbon is actually uh, historically a really big try scorer against the Storm, so I'm looking at Kalen Ponger and Lachlan Fitzgibbon to have big games. Mm. Nothing new, fans. It's just the general stuff, but the big guys step up every week, and that's why they're the best. Tigers, Raiders, another really good game. Corey Thompson at fullback, uh, that could be changed if Moses Mbai turns up there. I'm not sure he'd play week one, though. Nah. Um, I like the Tigers in this one. I don't know why, but I just lean that way. Uh, but I think it'll be a really open, fast-flowing game. But for the Raiders, I think it's their forwards that score the points. Papali's been on fire of late. Yeah. Um, and Elliot Whitehead, probably. And whereas at the Tigers, you're looking at the backs. Uh, no Benji for the Tigers this week. Yeah. Josh Reynolds goes to six. Yeah, so interesting to see how the uh, game management goes. 
Um, yeah, I don't know, really. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking... Yeah, I'm going to go Raiders bounce back. I do like a lot of um, evade stats in the centres. Eastern Masters had a good game last week. Masters and Fenua against Croker and Lailua, I think there's going to be a lot of fending yeah. off, offloading. So if you have those guys yeah. and you need a late Hail Mary, yeah. they're probably guys I'm looking at. Um, but yeah, the Tigers forward pack, other than Eisenhuth, who's consistent, there's not much there, to be perfectly honest. And that would wrap up the round. Wow. So, we're pretty much right on time. We're at 59 minutes and 57 seconds. Right. But... I'm going to allow this one to roll over. We've just hit an hour. And the reason why is I want the rundown on how the goats went this week. You went up against um, your arch nemesis, the Bebops, Blazing, whatever. Yeah. Blazing, fuck, fuck the Blazings. Fuck, fuck the Blazings. Yeah. Give us a backstory. One of my favorite segments I did earlier in the year was biggest blow-ups of all time. This was <laughs> one of the biggest blow-ups of all time. Give us a backstory yeah. and tell us how it Played out. I just, yeah, me, me and my little mate, Dan Davis, uh, yeah, the fireworks. It's, it's where the original fireworks come from. It all started last year. Uh, I seem to remember us leaving Suncorp Stadium and I can't remember who out of my team had a big game, but I just remember being so psyched and I just kept yelling at my Probably phone. Probably drunk on wrong. Kept, yeah, drunk on rum, I kept yelling at my phone, fuck the blazons, fuck the blazons. Yeah, um, yeah Snapchatting. Anyway, so it was the return uh, match on the weekend. Just and, to give a little backstory though. Yeah. It got awkward between you guys after that game. Like, it was seriously personal in that group thread. <laughs> like, I'm talking like the biggest feud we'd ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gifts made, yeah. personalised photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... It's all fun and games now, but you know under the surface. It's only both for of you a want week. To beat the it's other. only for a week, though. It never but, like, lasts longer than it, a week. When it comes up, like it's one of the ones where you're like, I really do want to win this one. Yeah, so immediately when I saw I was versing the Blazers last week, I sparked some early fireworks, and I put my foot in it. I said, even with the Blazers having Shawnee J back, I just don't know whether they could bounce back from their previous week's score, which was 4-7-7, which I... Yeah, he's very hot and cold, very much Oprah's diet. Yeah, and I think that's actually a league low for us. Yeah. That could be the lowest score ever scored. Anyway, so he was due to bounce back, and he bounced back. Yep, in a big way. Tohu Harris, Shawnee J, Captain, and then he had to power in that game too, so... Um, so yeah, that the damage was done early. I pretty much wrote the game off. Um, I went down. I wasn't disgraced. I played with twelve men. Uh, I was missing Gi Dugan Roberts. Um, I put on an eighty captain score with Fitzgibbon. Yucky. Uh, yeah. So in the end, I scored seven hundred. So it's far from disgraced. Uh, we came out of the round. There was no huge blow ups. A great was... missing milk carton picture from him. <laughs> and you even you I did like it. I did like it. I might it, put that yeah. up on the Facebook page. It's one of the it's a great taunt. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. And then make sure you put my poo jogger one up. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give I'll give I'll give yeah. the fans yeah. Yeah. Uh, the little gifts that you guys created for each other through the week. So yeah. that's the story guys. Uh, as always, good luck with your weekend rounds. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot them in. Thank you very much for being on board tonight, Lee. Yeah. Uh, let us know how much better we did without Corey, guys. Um, cue the song. Go the Broncos.
Get around your team. Have a good weekend. See you later. See you, folks.